share with a friend or two. Good morning, good morning to you. You, good morning, good morning, good morning to you. You, good morning, good morning to you and many more. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to Daring Dialogues. I'm your host today, Shantae Charles. I hope that you are having a great and wonderful day. Listen, right before I came on, I had a catastrophe going on. <laughs> so I had to uh, work to clear that up. So please excuse me for being a few minutes late this morning, but I appreciate you all being here. Today is Get Free Friday. We're going to be doing a very brief show today because I have some other appointments um, that I cannot avoid. So or I cannot uh, avoid getting to. So let us jump right in. As you all know here, it is Get Free Friday. So we try to do things that have to do with, or say things or read things that have to do with our freedom, with our health, with our wellness, whether that be financial freedom, emotional freedom, um, and we are reading from a book called Rest is Resistance, a manifesto by Dr. Tricia Hersey, founder of the NAP Ministry. Um, back in November, I came upon these cards and last night I finally broke them out. The title of these cards, these are um, more so conversation cards than they are affirmation cards, but I want you to take a look at them. And the cards are called Little Talk best self and it says uh, the premise for the cards is a tool for bigger conversations with children but as I was looking at the cards, I was like man these are some bigger conversations that we could stand to have with adults <laughs> it says if you want to empower your child to be their best self while strengthening your relationship together conversations are a great tool to use that's because the right questions encourage self-expression cultivate emotional intelligence, and inspire your child to explore their beliefs, mindset, and ideas. So these are geared towards children, but as I said, um, these really could probably be used with any age, age group. Uh, Little Talk contains 150 questions to spark thoughtful, revealing, and fun conversations with children. They are split into six categories, so you can use these prompts to talk. And so... Uh, as you can see, it's quite a bit of them. So, you know, if you think about maybe doing one a week, you would, you would still not go through the entire deck. But let's see here. There's a, another little infographic here. And it says, raising kids is tough. Now, you guys know already know how I feel about that word kid. Kids are baby goats. Raising children is tough. When you're juggling day-to-day -day routines, it's easy to get stuck in the same low-level conversations. Additionally, it can be hard to see the world from each other's perspective. 
These cards are divided into six categories, and these questions encourage your child to explore everything from their hopes and dreams to their likes and dislikes. As they learn to share their answers, they'll also develop their emotional intelligence and self-expression, setting them up for a more successful future. You can weave little talk into your life in a way that works for you. Pick a card at random or go through the deck in order. Ask these questions around the kitchen table, after school, during car drives. With this in your toolbox, you can get your child talking about important life issues while imparting your wisdom too. The quality of your life is defined by the quality of your relationships, and all healthy relationships start with good communication. Get your child talking from a young age, and not only will you grow closer, but you'll equip them with skills for a successful life. This card series was inspired by Alice, age 8, and Zoe, age 10. So, they're telling you, you know, um, who it's for, but... This is this is a set that is divided into, let's see, emotional intelligence, for example. How do you like to be rewarded when you've done something well? Can't really see that other side, but I'll back it up some. So that's the front side of the card, and then the question is on the other set. And it does have at the top um, what this kind of features in. So how do you like to be rewarded when you've done something well, I can tell you how I like to be rewarded. <laughs> Gift cards and coffee. You cannot go wrong. All right. The second section is, and I'm just pulling a card. The second section is hopes and dreams. And this question is, what do you hope happens this year? Well, part of what I've hoped to happen this year is already happening. Um, I've had some opportunities to write some articles, which I am going to be doing over the break. I have had an opportunity this morning to do some more consultation work for educators. And so I'm excited about that. And yesterday morning, I woke up to somebody recommending all of my pages and my company, um, and putting them in a directory for schools and libraries across the country so my hopes and dreams are already in effect all right this section is likes and dislikes what do you most like about school most students that i've polled on this question said that they like lunch <laughs> lunch is their favorite subject at school i was like you do realize this is not a subject right but you know you did you did answer the question um, but lunch and art, um, I've never had a, a student say they like PE though, for some reason. All right. The next section is random. What would you take with you to a desert island? I actually gave this as a writing prompt this week to a student. What would you take with you to a desert island? Three things. He was a pretty smart dude. He said he would take tools in case he needed to build something and get off the island. All right, so that's the random section. And let's see, the fifth section is, so we have emotional intelligence, likes and dislikes, um, random, um, what's the other one? I skipped one. 
hopes and dreams, emotional intelligence, likes and dislikes, random. This one is reflection. What's your favorite memory and why? That's a good question. Um, I have too many favorite memories, so I would just have to pick one. But one of my favorite memories is being um, on my family's land and being able to step on my family's land for the first time in North Carolina. That is a memory that will stay with me forever. It was very powerful. Um, I could feel the presence of the spirit there. Um, and that place was the place where my grandmother had her first encounter with God when she was 13. And you can feel the presence of the of the father when you walk onto the property. So that's one of my favorite memories. Um, Self-expression is the last one. What's something you recently convinced someone else to do and how did you do it? Ooh. Recently convinced someone else to do. I'm trying to think. Have I recently convinced someone else to do something? <laughs> mm, I don't think I've recently convinced anyone else to do anything. You know why? <laughs> because I have been aiming this year. I really have been aiming this year to do less convincing of people. And more just receiving and accepting and loving people. So... I've been trying to focus more on listening to people, listening to what's going on with them. And then if they want me to share some advice, then I usually am asking, are you open to feedback or are you open to sharing? But I have, I've been really trying to tone down on convincing people. Um, Partially because a lot of people these days see you trying to convince them of anything as a form of colonization. <laughs> so I've even been trying to decolonize my faith, but also decolonize my friendships and decolonize my relationship to other people. And to realize this has become one of my favorite phrases when I talk to other people, a man or human convinced against their will is of the same opinion still you can type that if you want um a human convinced against their will is of the same opinion still meaning if they don't want to do it there's no amount of talking to them that's going to make them want to do it everybody has their own human will their own personal will and so you can give information, right? You can share like we've been doing every single day here, right? But it's ultimately up to the person whether or not they want to take in and receive what it is that you're trying to give them or whatever, what it, what it is that you're trying to say to them. So my responsibility I've learned is to be present in the moment, to be present for the person, to love that person, to receive that person to accept them as a human being and to share what I know whether or not they receive it that's definitely on them but they cannot you cannot say if you're in my life you cannot say um I don't share with you you can't say I don't give you the truth 
If you ask me what I think about something, you can't say that I'm going to give you a dishonest opinion. Um, and so, yeah, I just try to be as open and accepting and loving and kind as I possibly can. And I try to help where I can and where I'm wanted. If you don't want my help, I will not give it to you. I'm, I'm not that person that's like, you going to listen to me. No. No, you don't have to listen to me at all. But at the same time, <laughs> if it does go left and you did not listen to me, you also cannot come back and spend my time complaining about how horrible it went. Right? Because there's two sides to that coin. You didn't have the will to listen. And therefore, I don't have the will to hear whining when it goes south. So I'm going to respect your, your right to not receive counsel. <laughs> and I'm going to need you to respect my right to not hear you complaining because you didn't receive counsel. Right? I don't do that to my friends. If I don't seek out their counsel on something, I don't run to them and start complaining about all the stuff that went wrong. I just say, this is what happened. And I learned my lesson. I learned from it. I'm going to move on. Um, and so that's what I'm working on. I'm working on not trying to convince people of anything, but I'm also working on not, uh, allowing my time to be taken up by whining, complaining, moaning, groaning stuff, because a lot of times as human beings, we know what to do. We just don't feel like it a lot of times. Yes. Thank you for putting that up there, Pastor. A human convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. All right. I'm going to read for probably the next five to six minutes because we are closing up this chapter. The chapter has been on rest as resistance. And this has been quite a long chapter. She's been uh, talking to us about why we're not resting. She's been talking to us about what rest looks like. So all of that has been within this chapter. Rest, part one. So we're going to close this chapter with her words, and then I'm going to open it up for you to share. Rest simplified my life. It made things possible that felt impossible before. Deciding to push back against a violent system by taking to my bed solidified that I could do anything and further demystify the lies of grind culture. Fear and scarcity are a big part of how the culture keeps us bound in the hamster wheel. Our own personal experiences and continued reinforcement we receive from those around us paralyze us with disbelief. I was told repeatedly by employers, friends, teachers, politicians, and church leaders that life was for doing, hustling, and following a path to wealth and accomplishment. I have heard the early bird gets the worm. I will sleep when I'm dead. If you don't get up and get it every day, nothing will ever work for you. While y'all sleep, I grind, burn the midnight oil to get things done. Team, no sleep, 
rise and grind, and pull yourself up by your bootstraps. All of these toxic sayings and more are a part of the language of a culture determined to increase production and profit. I keep hearing about the ways we exhaust ourselves to be seen as valuable, and I am wondering when will we shift to see our inherent worth. When this happens, we will be closer to liberation. How can we access pure, pure joy, pleasure, and liberation if we are even too tired to experience it? This is a central question of the ministry, an inquiry to process and constantly examine. We speak so highly of all the material and non-material things we desire to feel whole and expansive without addressing the sleep deprivation, exhaustion, and disconnection we suffer from. What will, be, what will we be able to access and identify when we have aligned with our goals and dreams? I think about all the times busyness and exhaustion have stolen my joy and possible life-giving connections. How many times have you attempted to connect with a friend or loved one, but a brutal work schedule and a pull to hustle more have severed the connection, stolen your time together, or made it almost impossible to bond? How many parents are missing out on their children's activities and memories because of the call of a 60-hour work week or multiple jobs? Grind culture harms the community by making it normal to work and go to bed exhausted and get up and work more. The urgent wheel of capitalism spins on, unconcerned with those existing in it. Capitalism commodifies whatever it can and doesn't allow space for us to experience the full spectrum of being human. Along with stealing your imagination and time, grind culture has stolen the ability for pleasure, hobbies, leisure, and experimentation. We are caught up in a never-ending cycle of going and doing. Growing up and well into my adulthood, I was taught that hobbies are for side hustles to make extra money. Leisure and vacations were a thing of rarity. From my birth until I was 20 years old, I never went on a family vacation or saw my parents go on vacation. Poverty made this almost impossible as every penny coming into the home was used for bills and daily expenses. When my dad did have personal time off and vacation time from work, it was spent running errands, catching up on appointments, doing repairs around the house, or spending time doing more work at the church. My first time going on vacation, when I flew to California to see my Uncle Dennis while away at university getting my undergraduate degree. Our time to explore, to wander, figure things out, and decompress were few to none. The idea of living a full and simple life is complicated by the complexities and inequalities of our toxic culture. This demand to make space for time to just be is crucial to our healing and liberation. We will not make it without it. The amount of connected and intentional rest we can embody becomes a lifeboat on a raging sea. It pours into our capacity to allow for the act of care and love to save us. We must uncover, simplify, and let go of our addiction to busyness. Let our rest be a resurrection. Let the veils be lifted so we can feel, see, taste, and smell the power of our rest itself. May we realize a full mental shift must be made to reimagine and reclaim rest as holy. May we be excited by the impossible 
and move through any cynicism or hopelessness to emerge on the other side steady with love, persistence, and hope. Rest can save, sustain, and prop us up when we feel weak and our backs are against the wall. Our greatest hope to thrive and disrupt is to rest deeply and intentionally. The rest is the work. It is how the portal for liberation and a reckoning will emerge and remain open. May the portal of rest be our refuge. May we go there often. All right, I'm gonna open it up for us to talk and share this morning. We have about 15 to 20 minutes. So if you would like to join me via the camera and have conversation, please click click on that camera. Part two, Lord willing, next week, we'll begin her section part two, which is entitled Dream. If you've been listening by Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor. I want to thank you for your time and attention. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing this broadcast out on your various platforms among the people that you influence and who are important in your world. Remember, light is the most daring opposition to darkness, so continue to go out and be light. You can also catch us on Sunday for our Sunday Dialogue, where we're talking about gratitude. Be well, and most importantly, be light.